Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 44, Water Fasting Trial by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Health Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in health, fitness, and nutrition five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dr. Neil Malik. Hello, fellow life optimizer. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of three podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them, you can listen to them on your way to work, save a lot of time, and prevent any excess strain on your eyes, of course. Today's inspiring quote again comes from Gretchen Rubin from The Happiness Project. She says, Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Remember to give yourself a pat on the back for those little wins. If you're moving in the right direction, that's still a win. Now, in tomorrow's Q&A episode, I'm going to be talking about intermittent fasting because actually a couple of listeners have asked about it. So my opinion on this is coming up tomorrow, but it turns out Steve Pavlina has just started experimenting with it himself. In fact, as of now, this is one of the newest posts on his site, so it seemed really fitting to read it this week. So with that, let's hear what Steve's been going through as we optimize your life. Water Fasting Trial by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com I'm currently doing a water fasting experiment, mainly to see what effect it has on mental clarity and detox. The biggest motivator for me is probably curiosity. Today, I'm starting day six, so I've gone five days with no food so far. The first three to four days were tough, but it's getting easier. I tried water fasting once many years ago, but I only lasted two and a half days because I was ignorant about what to expect. I quit when the hunger felt really intense, figuring that it would be a miserable experience if I tried to keep it going. This time, I did more research before starting. All about fasting was especially helpful until I felt reasonably prepared for what to expect. The most important thing I learned is that hunger subsides after about 72 hours or 48 hours from women, so it gets easier after the first three days. That gave me some hope when I found the second and third days challenging. I may write a summary post of the experience when I'm done, but I'm not planning to blog about it day by day. My energy has been pretty low during the fast but sometimes I feel good enough that I can go for hour-long walks, albeit at a slower pace than usual. I'm mostly using this time for introspective activities like meditation, reading, journaling, reviewing old journal entries, visualizing goals, workshop design, and pondering life itself. I'm trying to keep my work schedule pretty light. It's hard to predict how much energy I'll have at any given time, and I don't want to overtax myself. 
I don't have a set duration in mind for this fast, and from what I've read, it's best not to commit to some arbitrary duration in advance. I'm taking it one day at a time and paying attention to how my body feels. I'm doing this fast unsupervised, so I want to play it safe and not push myself to take dubious risks. If I encounter any signs that I should break the fast, I'll slowly and carefully transition out of it. The main risk of injury from fasting is from getting up too quickly, passing out, and getting hurt when you fall. I discovered that if I get into movement too quickly, I often feel dizzy, my vision cuts out, and I have to grab onto something to stabilize myself for a few seconds till the feeling passes. Now, when I've been sitting or lying down for a while, I sit up straight and take a deep breath, then slowly stand and pause for several seconds as I wait for my initial dizziness to pass, and then I begin moving slowly. Once I'm on my feet and moving around, I generally feel okay. It feels like my body will give me energy when I demand it, but otherwise it seems to be conserving energy as much as possible. My mind feels quiet and blank most of the time, as if all non-essential brain regions are running in low-power standby mode. I have to consciously engage my mind in thinking, to rev it up, such as to write this blog post. Even then, it only seems to do the minimum thinking necessary to accomplish the task at hand. My mind isn't wasting energy to generate distracting thoughts or mental clutter. It's a peaceful sensation but it takes some getting used to. Sometimes it takes a lot of self-discipline to keep going, especially when I think about food. But at this point, it feels like the discipline is needed more for the psychological adaptation rather than the physical side. The hunger isn't that bad now, and I can handle the reduced activity levels and physical weakness at times, but there's a psychological craving every time I miss another meal, since meals contribute to the rhythm of the day and can be very grounding. I've skipped 15 meals so far. To compensate for the missed meals, I found it helpful to create a substitute ritual for mealtimes. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I make a cup of hot water with a slice of lemon and or lime. This adds some flavor and the small amount of low sugar juice has negligible calories and is beneficial for detox as well. I sip the hot water slowly in one of my favorite mugs and treat it like a meal. This simple ritual really helps with the psychological side. Another thing I figured out was to infuse some water with a little flavor by adding lemon, lime, cucumber, and or fresh mint, and letting it soak for a while. I drink the water and then compost the rest. It's best to cut off the lemon and lime rinds if they'll be soaking for more than 30 minutes, since the rinds can make the water taste bitter. Having some occasional flavored water adds extra variety and doesn't interfere with the detox. I didn't come up with this idea. I encountered this tip while researching water fasting online. I started using glass mason jars for this, but then I bought an infuser pitcher online to make it even easier. This might sound counterintuitive, but I actually find it comforting to look at food now and then, and even to smell it occasionally. So sometimes I'll look at the items in my pantry or my fridge and think about all the delightful meals I'll get to eat eventually. At some points, I've had some weird cravings come up. Two days ago, I felt a super strong craving for espresso. Later that same day, I was seriously craving red wine. Those were strange sensations since I couldn't imagine having either during a fast, and I haven't been drinking any coffee or wine lately. But I know from experience, that odd cravings are very common when detoxing. The cravings pass after an hour or two. One proclaimed benefit of fasting is heightened mental clarity. Some fasters rave about it. I can't say I've experienced much of that yet. My mind is calm, but I don't feel smarter or clearer per se. Maybe this will improve as I continue. Maybe it won't kick in till I stop the fast. Or maybe this benefit is more pronounced in people who fast from a more toxified state to begin with. When I did a 30-day juice fast several years ago, most of the mental benefits kicked in after I ended it. I didn't feel good during the juice fast, but I felt great afterwards. 
This pattern has held up with other detox protocols I've tried as well, so it wouldn't surprise me if water fasting follows a similar progression. After this fast is over, I might also experiment with intermittent fasting, which has a variety of forms. A reference experience like this should make related challenges feel more accessible. How hard is it to fast for 16 to 24 hours once you've already fasted for several days? You just listened to the post titled Water Fasting Trial by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. What I really liked about this post is Steve's honesty. He reported what most people find and experience while trying a water fast, but then he talked about whether he was having that same experience. Now, something we should always keep in mind is that one person's experience isn't scientific proof of anything. So while it's definitely interesting to hear how Steve feels after all of this, whether or not it makes him feel better won't say a lot about how it'll make you feel. Tomorrow, you can hear my take on intermittent fasting during our Q&A episode, so definitely tune in. Speaking of Q&A episodes, if you want to send in your own question for me to answer right here on the show, you can come by oldpodcast.com. There's a red bar along the side that says, Ask a Health Question. Just click on that, and you can record a question and send it in. You can do as many takes as you'd like, so if you screw up, it's okay. Just re-record it. It's totally free. It can be about diet, nutrition, fitness, disease prevention, stress, anything along those lines, and it's super easy to do. It's become one of my most favorite parts of this podcast, so definitely keep those questions coming. That wraps up 44 episodes if you can believe it, but I'll see you tomorrow during our Q&A show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.